Welcome to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture talk show. I'm Gavin, along with Galen. Say howdy. Hello. Uh, and you'll have to pardon us if we sound a bit groggy. We just returned from a week-long wake for the recently departed Republican majority. Uh, considering that the entire GOP consists of pasty white men with European ancestry, the wake was of an Irish variety. We were doing jello shots off the rock-hard abs of congressional pages with Mark Foley, injecting crystal meth into our genitals while receiving a rubdown from a male prostitute with Pastor Ted Haggard, choking our mistresses with Congressman Don Sherwood. Uh, it was a blast. I, I, I think the Republican majority would have preferred we celebrate them as they lived. <laughs> they would have wanted it this way oh, Very much so yeah. And when we found time We disenfranchised some minority voters Gerrymandered Democrats out of districts Accepted graft from uh, various corporate interests And raised a toast to Abramoff Who went to prison Yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But it, it, for those that think We're taking too much glee From the Republicans' electoral thumping You're wrong <laughs> you're, you're very wrong Because we also received the memo from Fox News headquarters that stated, be on the lookout for any statements from the Iraqi insurgents thrilled at the prospect of a Dem-controlled Congress. Actual memo that the Fox News editorial chief sent out to all of their anchors and employees. Baron batshit. (laughs) So we will be on the lookout for... Uh, any such statements by the Iraqi insurgents we will. <laughs> who are thrilled by the Democratic-controlled Congress. However, in our own pursuit of fairness and balance, we received a memo from the Democratic headquarters located in Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco uterus to be on the lookout for any statements from log cabin Republicans bummed by the GOP losing control of the Congress. So, But yes, we're, we are still recovering from the... Midterms 2006 electioneering boogaloo. <laughs> the podcast, the live blog, it took it out of us. But we are here. We survived. And uh, after that huge build up, that ramp up, now there's relatively little politicking until going it's on. Over. Yeah, until the until January. 109th goes down. Yeah. I mean, so we've got the lame duck session now. About the only real fireworks we had to look forward to were the nominations for party chairmanships and there was that there's that little battle for the minority leader excuse me majority leader between uh jack murtha and steny hoyer turns out today hoyer won out because murtha is corrupt is corrupt (laughs) corrupt pro-life and uh pro-gun yeah. And and financially, essentially, he's a Republican. He's a Republican. And, and Joe Lieberman wasn't up for the job this time. So. <laughs> wrong wrong chamber. Wrong chamber. Congress. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so you had uh, Jack Murtha, who was the first Democrat to really voice any opposition to the Iraq war or offer any alternative to the Bush administration's policies, who on paper sounded like a good idea. Mm-hmm. But then once you looked at the FBI sting video of him it's true. coming this close to accepting uh, $50,000 in, bri- in bribery money from uh, a supposed uh, Arab national, he didn't look so good anymore. No, so instead you have Steny Hoyer, who is himself no stranger to pork projects, <laughs> becoming the majority leader. Steny Hoyer being the only real Democratic head who reached out to every one of the incoming Democratic freshmen that will be entering the House of Representatives, including Kansas's very own Nancy Boyda. <laughs> he made an overture to her, so they all supported him, and he had all the votes locked up. So, yeah. Even though earlier today they were both claiming they had all the votes locked up. Yeah, yeah you had Mirtha on uh, hardball yesterday saying, I got the votes. Can you really trust these people to be in charge of our children's education when they clearly have no idea how to run a percentile? <laughs> it was a faith. It was a faith-based uh, faith count. Based, that's right. <laughs> See, they're reaching out to the values voters, even <laughs> still. But so you had that um, little dust up in the Democratic caucus, but it's been settled and it's behind them now. The more interesting leadership uh, wrangling that was going on behind the scenes was in the Senate. And the Republican Party. <laughs> and lordy, lordy, lo and behold, look who's uh, all of a sudden resurrected himself to become one of the most prominent faces of the Republican Party. 
none other than Trent Lott, scrabbling his way back to the top of the heap after uh, being cast aside by the Bush administration for praising Strom Thurmond's segregation as presidential bid. Uh, no one's actually surprised, I think, is this worst yeah. for that. The, uh, the National Review, very, very conservative uh, publication and think tank, uh, condemned it. And their, their, they, their comment was, see, they condemned him a while back, before he even did the Strom Thurmond thing. Yeah. And then after he did it, and people expected them to run to his defense, and their comment was, uh, well, we see no reason why his racist a- racial attitudes should be a reason to defend him now. <laughs> so now that he's back, they're back pointing out he shouldn't be back. And it's nice to see actual conservatives who aren't just racist twits. Yeah, yeah. They're economic twits. They're not racist twits. Yeah, although the uh, the Trent Lott appointment to minority whip, and by, it just feels good to put minority in front of the Republican. Uh, and, I, and, I, I, and, yeah, and uh, two words which seemingly cancel out in front of Trent Lott. Trent Lott, you'd think, would be offended by minority being placed in front of him. However, probably thrilled uh, that there is a whip. Well, it does so, imply he can whip minorities. Yes, it does. So, <laughs> feels like home. Mm, back in the plantation. <laughs> after after he rebuilt from Hurricane Katrina. That's right. President Bush is down there sipping a mint julep with Trent Lott on the patio. <laughs> looking out over the cotton fields. And they still destroyed New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. But Trent Lott's appointment does sort of highlight the now fractious Republican Party. You have this soul-searching going on about which direction the Republicans should go now that they had their asses handed to them in the uh, elections last week. And you have a big contingent saying, well, we should have been more conservative. That's why we lost. Clearly. (laughs) So what better way to show your conservative credentials than reappointing Trent Lott to the second most powerful position well, what in I the love, United States Senate. It's what I love about the their party. clear black and white thinking. It's their ideas. It's like, well, they didn't like the neoconservatives. Let's go back to the other conservatism. Racism. Yeah. And again, if you want yeah. black and white thinking, you go to Trent Lott. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, I know there's conservatives out there who are not racist. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you got to hope that they vote Trent Lott out. I don't know if that'll happen. I think what's going to happen is that, I mean, this has been happening to the Republican Party for a long time. They've been pandering so much to their, like, right-wing xenophobic base. It's true. That through the primary process and various ideological purges of the Republican Party, all you have left now are the crazy, batshit, racist conservatives. It's true. Your Trent Lots and so on, which is... But not they know a, how to party, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> they know how to party. They're the fun ones. They know how to party like it's 1863, man. <laughs> but, All racist jokes and no dancing. <laughs> it's like Footloose with more segregation. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite of Footloose, except for the fact that Footloose was horrible, so it really becomes mm, confusing at that yeah, point. that's true. Because it's, it's also horrible. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, it seems like they would want to revive the the pageants, those sort of gone with the winds. Oh, I of, think so, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Debutante balls. Absolutely. I think it's about time Trent Lake yes. came out. Women, women in corsets <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, in the house. Uh, Mark Foley in a corset. <laughs> I know I keep ragging on the guy even then, but... Oh. It's so easy. I know. I mean, it's, just, it's going to go down in history as one of the best... Juiciest scandals in Washington history, and I'm just glad to have been a part of it, to be alive to witness it. <laughs> also, more irony per u- than usual. I know. The, the irony quotient is well, through the roof. Yeah. But yeah, so you have the Republicans now with this fight between the, the Goldwater Reagan conservatives, the freaky evangelical racist xenophobic conservatives and the 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 neocons the bush conservatives it's three ways to bad yeah it's I just like oh crap crap or crap and so and what i love now is that you have john mccain coming out after the election say oh well the republican party's lost its way well you have a funny way of showing for it leading up to the uh, the elections, campaigning for every bigoted asshole in your well, party. And for like four years, he completely lost his spine yeah. in like 2003, 2002, actually. After he lost the 2000 election, he held on to his integrity for, oh, 30 or 40 seconds. Yep. McCain's been bending over to conservative institutions further than KU bent over to Oral Roberts University exactly. last night. Oh! <laughs> they had God on their side. That's right. 
<laughs> the power of Christ compelled them to sink those three pointers. That's right. <laughs> hey, any place that had back when it was still located, and it was at Tulsa, or Oklahoma City. It, it, coming out of the parking lot, it's great if you go there. It's still they're still there, even though the school has moved. Giant pair of hands oh. coming out of the parking lot. With which to shoot three-pointers, clearly. <laughs> God's rebound. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so while there has been a lot of attention paid to the battle for majority leader in the House between Mirtha and Hoyer, uh, not as much has been uh, paid to the Republican, because nobody cares what the losers do. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's surprised. <laughs> so, God bless Trent Lott. He's back in the saddle again. <laughs> We'll have him to kick around for at least another couple of years. Yeah, and it's just an odd—it's not a choice because the uh, the Republicans and Karl Rove have been making huge strides—not strides, but efforts—to reach out to the Latino community, right? Because you know they're not stupid; they see the Latinos as being the uh, emerging be, majority, the majority by two thousand forty-seven. So yeah, 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 you want to suck up to them as much as possible. Right. And uh, yeah, what what better way than to uh, appoint in one of the highest positions in your party, Trent Lott? Exactly, <laughs> or to build a wall. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, in fact, if you could get Trent Lott to build the wall, yes. he'd be bringing things together. Yes. As soon as he's finished rebuilding his deck, he can go down to the uh, the border. Yeah, he's like half the age of Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter builds houses I every know. couple of weekends. Has, you know, habitat for Humanity. We need, you know, Trent Lott to make Habitat for Get the Fuck Out of Our Country. <laughs> so, yes, that, that's an emerging Republican permanent majority that Tom DeLay and Karl Rove were crowing about for so many years. They've been going out of their way to piss that down the toilet and turn them into the permanent minority party. Well, small-minded thugs, which is what they both are, especially Rove, who is not a genius. No, no. Uh, never was. I mean, no, never was. He's got, you know, the, he just makes elections more like the schoolyard than anything else. <laughs> uh, that's the way they work. Yeah. They, they have no foresight, and so they piss everything away. Yes. They have absolutely no interest in governing and uh, no. every interest in politicking and power retention. And, and humiliating the other side pointlessly, yep. degrading you. But Karl Rove, uh, talk, talking about the, uh, the inability of the Republicans yeah, yeah. to, in any way, shape, or form, appeal to sensible, moderate human beings... Yes. And have developed a strategy which worked for – I don't know if it ever really worked. They had this 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 dedicated strategy of doing nothing but firing up their conservative base, throwing them red meat like uh, gay marriage bans and so on. And but, you, well, you combine that with voter fraud, yeah. uh, diebold election machines that skewed Republican. And September 11th. And, and September 11th. Well, you know, to get them in was all that stuff and including yeah. uh, the, mecha- you know, dirty phone calls, things like yes, that. Yes, yes. Getting September 11th kept them into power until now. Yes, and that's why they. Whenever, whenever, whenever they received any whiff of criticism about their governing philosophy or, or corruption or anything, September 11th changed everything. <laughs> okay, no. you know you're incompetent. It changed everything. Terrorists. Okay. <laughs> Live in mortal fear. That's what I want from a yeah. leader. Yes, it, uh, as the Republicans found out, there is a limit to that strategy. <laughs> and, you know. And I, and I don't know, and, and it could be argued either way, is, does that mean that the American public has uh, suffered from this terror fatigue for long <laughs> enough and have wised up, or have they just forgotten completely? Probably a bit it's of hard. both. Yeah, it's a combination. But I, also, I also think that it, it's, um, you know, I mean, you have to be fairly stupid to make that the cornerstone of why you're still in power and do nothing about it yeah yeah I, 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 <laughs> the, the only thing the only major legislative accomplishment uh, that bush and the republicans have passed here are massive massive tax cuts for the hyper wealthy in this country and and an erosion <laughs> of civil rights <laughs> uh yeah yes everybody uh, loves yes they've they've done very good jobs of consolidating wealth in the top five percent of the the population and they've gone out of the way to consolidate power in the executive branch yeah. of the government basically taking a big old dump on the constitution <laughs> and playing in it yeah. wallowing in yeah. it. but again not a sustainable philosophy for <laughs> any political party no uh it, it, yeah it, even kids grow out of that stage yeah, yeah. usually apparently there are exceptions and they have a lot of money but <laughs> usually 
Galen wrote uh, a very interesting post on our blog. MySpace. We forgot to plug MySpace. Oh, yeah. uh, our MySpace profile, www.myspace.com backslash punditocracy. Also, please, people, email us. Poundingthepundit at yahoo.com. Leave comments on our lawrence.com page. Uh, Galen wrote a post uh, in which he was slightly heartened by the election results, but uh, was far from, shall I say, optimistic. Yes, yes. <laughs> or what it said about our system. I mean, I so guess, why don't you want to elaborate I, a little bit I, on your post I've there? I've been kicked in the teeth too many times when I hope maybe people have wisened up and will actually vote for people who will do good things for them, because... Yeah, they never keep doing it. They never learn. They usually it's like the hippies after Nixon was gone. It's like, yay, we won. Evil's gone forever. <laughs> I think I'll vote for Reagan, and that was it. I, you know, it, people are voters are generally either disenfranchised or fools. Uh, no, that's overgeneralizing. But I, I, that's what I'm afraid is coming, is that it'll disenfranchise more when the Democrats don't do anything. I understand your cynicism. <laughs> However, <laughs> I while the American public, I believe, was suffering from terror fatigue, yeah. I'm kind of suffering from cynicism fatigue. Yeah. I'm getting tired of being cynical. I, I have to say, I wrote that while I was at work. Uh, <laughs> Which will beat you down. It will. It drains me yeah. every day. Yeah, it uh, it uh, crushes any uh, any hope, any any human dignity that you have. <laughs> it does. I'm in customer service, and it crushes my. <laughs> and uh, nobody, <laughs> yeah. If you, the quickest way to hate your fellow man exactly. is to work in a customer service industry. It is. It is, especially when you're servicing something that will go unnamed, but is incredibly trivial, and everyone's addicted to like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I don't get involved with direct politics. <laughs> I vote. I do this show. However, I I don't get along with people. <laughs> <laughs> you like people as a concept. I do, and not I like in and, person. And I actually, I mean, I, I I love people when I interact with them. Uh, it's just that whole like meeting strangers. I, I'm not I'm not so good with that. And generally, I I end up liking people, but people generally just don't like me. So I, I, I I'm familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd probably just do more harm to any political cause I would try to champion <laughs> out in the field. So <laughs> I, I figured one day when I was much more active because I wasn't working on my master's, so I, I had you know time, <laughs> uh, and I went out and I did a lot of stuff and had a, a lot of great deal of fun. And one of my friends took a picture of me and I looked like a serial killer. And I thought, you know, this can't really be doing good for the cause. Yeah. So I'll uh, I will let people with. Uh, genuine warmth and personality. <laughs> or at least the ability to fake it badly. Yeah, I know. Uh, me, I frighten children, <laughs> and dogs growl at me like I'm the Antichrist. So it's not a good idea if I were to go door-to-door canvassing for right. any particular you candidate. get chased by dogs. Yes. However, again, that being said, in the abstract, <laughs> I am actually very optimistic. Good. <laughs> and I'd like to point out that your predictions about how the elections were going to were, as per usual in, 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 your, in your character, very uh, pessimistic. Mm-hmm. However, things went much better than anticipated, or much differently, at least, than anticipated. Well, and, 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 uh, uh, I, and I have to say that even my predictions were too low. Yeah, yeah, for for how much the the American I, public. Mine, mine was quite a bit too low. I eventually said you'd get the House, but probably not the Senate. And yeah. uh, even that night, even while we were log live blogging, log yeah. live blogging, I didn't think they'd get it. But there you go. Yeah, see. Yeah. So I think uh, that there there is room for hope. I, and I still hold out hope that somewhere Carl Rove is choking down Twinkie after Twinkie, <laughs> sending himself to an early grave. <laughs> Which would be difficult. Since well, the best part about Carl Rove is that the night of the election, he was still trying to convince Bush, even after Bush had realized that it was over, mm-hmm. that that uh, Republican control of the House and more than likely the Senate was done. Even Bush had realized that around 8 p.m. <laughs> that night. And Rove said, no, man, we used to pull it out, dude. Then Bush said, eh, fuck you, I'm going to bed. <laughs> well, I, I think I may have mentioned this on the last podcast that uh, the next day Bush, like, was complaining uh, pretty openly that Karl Rove hadn't done enough in yeah. the election. Oh, or I, I can tell you this much. I worked harder than he did out on the campaign trail. That's right. And he got this sort of, like, the Apollo sort of reaction from the press. Going, oh, snap! No, <laughs> yes, he exactly. did! Well, the great part is that the, this was brought up in a reading contest the two of them are having. <laughs> Which, you know, given as 
uh, Bush famously said one of his favorite books was My Hung- Hungry Little Caterpillar, which was published when he was 27. <laughs> when he was a kid, is yeah. what he said. Uh, and uh, I can only imagine what they're trying to get through. You know, the magic crayon is difficult to follow if you don't have full attention. It's to wordy. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it works on so many different levels. Good night, moon. Scary. Where'd right. that moon go? Yeah. <laughs> Good night, Mush. What is he saying with the <laughs> subtext? But yeah, I think it's good. Even Bush. Yes. It's like, it's like, Shut up, Carl. <laughs> Damn it, turd blossom. <laughs> so, yes, uh, after all of Rove's grandiose predictions of having the math. That's right. You're entitled to your math, but Carl Rove has the math. And the math is apparently totally inaccurate. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> all he was doing was looking at these internal Republican polls that are horribly slanted yeah. for Republican candidates. Is it, oh, no, we can still pull that. No. We lose 12 at most in the House. My mom says they have great math. <laughs> Not fuzzy math? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I really, I, I, I always, when I raised the car I get the impression he was that fat kid who had no friends and vowed vengeance upon all of us. No, and he has a very clear homoerotic crush on George W. Bush. There are quotes. Would you say Goebbels-esque? Yeah, I would say that. Uh, and I imagine that Carl probably even wears, like, patent leather jack boots at night, which were pretty gay. <laughs> hate true. to say it, Nazis, true. but your gear is pretty gay. Hell, cabaret proved that, if nothing <laughs> yeah, else. But yeah, there are great quotes from Carl Rove where he's talking about the first time he met Bush. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, he's so striking. In his, in his leather jacket and cowboy boots. And, and he had so much charisma. The funny part is you should really go read Goebbels' diaries. Oh, like, yeah. he, he goes on and on about how blue Hitler's eyes are. <laughs> Even though Hitler was like the dumpiest man on the planet. Yes, and, and notably... Jewish. And, and notably didn't really have yeah. very blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. He may have had dark, he may have had brown. It's hard to tell. Maybe Goebbels was colorblind. <laughs> yeah, maybe Goebbels was this small. Goebbels family. doesn't see race, all right? He's <laughs> colorblind. He sees ethnicity. It's a difference. That's right. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Karl Rove's name is now Mud. Uh, Which is actually, I have to say, a move up from Turd Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> what, happens, what happens when the turd blossoms? Mud. Mud. <laughs> mud right. butt. <laughs> and uh, we, we we touched on this last week, but Rumsfeld out, which yeah. is a sign that the neocons have also lost all influence in the White House. Mm-hmm. Cheney still has a bit of a toehold, but uh, he's lucky he still has a job. That's just because everyone's afraid of being shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got uh, Rumsfeld finally fired, which infuriated Republican candidates around the country because they thought that if Rumsfeld was fired it's before the election... And they have a point. Yeah, because that would have shown that the Republican Party was willing to change course in Iraq, and that would have, you know... In a lot of these very close races, it probably would have saved some Republican seats. But no. No. Bush didn't want to admit any mistakes before the election. No, Bush, Bush doesn't ever like to admit mistakes. No. There was oh, years ago, remember when he was asked, like, someone asked, well, have you, is there any mistakes you've made? <laughs> and <then> he <laughs> 30 said, oh. Uh, Boy, you put, it, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah, here. I wish you'd asked me earlier. I would have written something down. Damn. <laughs> um, and he didn't have a reply. I, uh, I really, uh, I really should have uh, waxed my car <laughs> before the winter season. Um, let's see. Uh, should have bought Google stock. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Capitalized on that whole nine <laughs> eleven thing to be more fascist in the Patriot Act. <laughs> yeah. He would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> but uh, and that's another thing. Uh, I and you have serious reservations about the aims and goals of the incoming Democratic majority. But well, I'm I, glad I have to say it does do me to see uh, no, Murtaugh. Uh, yeah, Murtha. Murtha. Murtaugh's from Lethal Weapon. Um, but and that guy, if, he, if, if Danny Glover had run for majority leader, I think that uh, he had a pretty good shot. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a damn fine politically, too, and he can read a hell out of a Langston Hughes poem. And good buddies with Hugo Chavez. That's right. Venezuelan president. That's true. We need to bridge that yeah, gap. Yeah, people are like Danny Glover and Harry Belafonte, for some reason, went to a political rally with Hugo Chavez in uh, Queens, I think, yeah. when he was visiting well, at the United actually Nations. Actually, what happened is Hugo Chavez went to a political rally in Queens <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. already had <laughs> the others there. <laughs> 
Well, it's great. I just, just, I love Hugo. Everyone's like, why is he so nuts? Well, because we tried to assassinate him a couple times. Yeah. Now he's completely and, over the And edge. you really have to have a reason to go nuts. Some no. people are just crazy. And you should That's who absolutely be elected to office. We do it here. Why can't they do it there? <laughs> yeah, and it, even though uh, there are some leftist friends of mine who like to try to argue for those socialist governments, like, uh, Cuba and Venezuela, they're uh, they're still military dictatorships. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I mean uh, universal health care is right, but uh, uh, I'm sure they also make the trains run on time, just like Mussolini did. That's right. <laughs> well, you know the, the Super Castro brothers will eventually be gone. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about. Yeah, I remember. Okay. I'm talking about one of the immediate benefits of a Democratic-controlled uh, oh, yes. Congress, yes. Uh, aside from Rumsfeld getting the boot, which if the Republicans had maintained majority, Bush would have taken that as a sign that he could keep them on longer. So right. that, that was an immediate benefit of the Democrats winning. Uh, and aside from the fact that John Bolton doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of getting uh, renominated, which to is his, wonderful. Yeah. And I just, I wish I just, if he had a webcam, I'd just watch him get mad. <laughs> you see the bristles on his mustache. <laughs> in his, his office where he doesn't have any chairs because it makes meetings go faster. <laughs> so he has more room to choke his subordinates. Exactly. <laughs> John Bolton. The worst diplomat in the history of the world. The diplomatic equivalent of Michael Bolton's music. <laughs> wow. But yeah, he will not get uh, his job back at the United Nations. And, and another, another immediate boon to the country because the Democrats are in charge is that Bush's Military Commissions Act, that is a great the Military Commissions Act, basically stripping everyone on the planet of uh, habeas corpus right, <laughs> and basic exactly. civil liberties. If you come into captivity of the American government. In other words, if you were not born as one of Bush's father's yeah. friends. Yes, you could be considered an enemy combatant and denied any legal rights whatsoever. Exactly. So that will not get passage, and it will not provide Bush retroactive legal immunity for the war crimes that he and Donald Rumsfeld have. Oh, by the way, Donald Rumsfeld, now that he's out of office, German. is probably going to be brought to a German war crimes court. Which uh, is... is- is wonderful. But he'll be the second one. France actually still currently has warrants out Kissinger. On, on Kissinger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I highly doubt anything will come of it, but it's it's a nice message yeah, to send, I think. So, yeah, that's another benefit. Uh, let's see. Another, the, the committees in both the House and the Senate will switch chairmanships to sane people. Just, just as an example, in the Senate, the Environmental Commission in the Senate uh, under Republican leadership was chaired by Oklahoma Senator James Inhofe, who calls global warming the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on the American public, and, and once tried to— Clearly, in- he has never watched X-Files. <laughs> Reality? <laughs> That that could be the bigger hoax. That could be. How? This could all be virtual reality. This could be a Philip K. Dick novel come to life. Yeah, I'm paranoid, therefore I am. <laughs> well, speaking of that, uh, Inhofe on the uh, Senate floor tried to introduce as evidence against global warming as a scientific theory a Michael Crichton novel. Yes. <laughs> he held up the, I don't uh, even know what it's called. So, this book's pretty good. Everybody should read this. Proves that global warming's a hoax. It's a fiction novel. Right. <laughs> About as well researched as Dan Brown novels. Yeah. So, yes, James Inhofe will no longer be chairing the uh, environmental uh, committee in the Senate. And uh, Barbara Boxer will be taking that over. In the House, you have uh, oversight that will, oversight committees that will actually be, you know, doing oversight. Henry Waxman will be taking over in, in the oversight uh, capacity. And uh, that guy loves subpoenas. So look, <laughs> look forward. He loves some hot subpoena action, and he'll be uh, issuing plenty of them. Also, you're going to have issues like health care and uh, minimum wage brought yeah. back up, which should have been brought up years ago and even sort of died in ni- died in 94 when no. Republicans retook it, even though, even though the half-assed plan that, they were, that Democrats were working towards was entirely half-assed but um you know and i i have have good hope for that uh, maybe the drug companies profits will be cut by 
two or three percent <laughs> and we can get if we work hard the minimum wage up to the equivalent of 1973s yes uh, adjusted so, for living uh, yeah i uh you know poor people rejoice yes the uh the nonstop shower of urine that's been raining down on your heads for the past 12 years is going might gonna, be abated it's going to be stop and go from here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it, the funny thing is that um, a lot of commentators have been talking about how conservative this new batch of Democrats are that have been elected. Right, right. And, and there are, granted, uh, many conservatives, like um, Heath Shuler in South Carolina and a lot of the Indiana. Several Republicans who became Democrats. Yeah, yeah. And that's just the nature of their districts. That's what they had to do to get elected. But Jim Webb in Virginia, who defeated George Allen, a lot of people pointed to him as being you know, a former Reagan uh, appointee. Uh, he was Secretary of the Navy under Ronald Reagan and was a Republican. But it turns out that uh, Jim Webb is actually a flaming progressive when it comes to economic policy. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. very populist in his economic approach and wrote this very stirring op-ed <laughs> recently about how the stratification of wealth in this country is going to uh, tear our social fabric a- apart unless we do something now about it. So I think there's hope. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It, so I, and James Webb is just a very interesting candidate as well. He's the, um, I believe, will be the only member. No, I believe two. I think there are two members of the Senate now, both Democratic, who have children serving in Iraq right now. And so they have, you know, particular interest in trying to bring this conflict to a, a quick resolution. Once again, that's two out of 532 <laughs> yeah, yeah. people. Very true. <laughs> However, both Democrats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the National Guard, though, now enrollment is up. <laughs> be more if there was a draft, but right now, yeah. future politicians of the world run to the National Guard. There's a great video like uh undercover investigative journalism video of army recruiters trying to convince people that there is no war in iraq <laughs> <laughs> oh no we settled that oh feel free en- it, it, enlist. Uh, that's great i'll have to find that yeah yeah it's a uh, it's um uh, very indicative of the state of the current military under the bush administration denial yeah <laughs> The best offense is a good Lying denial. and cheating. Where are you going? Long training mission. <laughs> I was just going to say the other thing that's come up now in the past week. Of course, 2008 presidential bid. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> the nonstop job. The moment. Man, if I could buy stock in politicians writing books about how great they are, mm. I'd be rich like that. <laughs> Obama was first out of the gate. He didn't now, wait for I the election. You, I want you to explain your, your particular hatred for Barack Obama, which the, I don't understand because he hasn't done anything. Exactly. <laughs> How can he be the savior if he doesn't do a damn thing? I just don't understand the resentment directed well, toward a man who has nothing, no record to well, really— uh, it's, not, it's not that I resent him as a human being. It's, it's that I resent that he really—everyone is like, oh, Obama's incredible. You know, he gave a half-assed, really fairly mild speech at the Democrat convention a few years ago, and everyone just was, you know, blowing their minds, which shows how low politics have yes. sucked. And have uh, sucked. how little charisma was located within the Democratic Party. Yeah, and, and, you know, he's got a good speaking voice, and he looks kind of black, even though it's African black, so it's not as threatening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, his father was a goat herd, which is a great punctuation for any joke. <laughs> his mother from Kansas. Mother from Kansas. Uh, the thing is, is that he made a whole lot of promises, has paid off almost none of them yeah. in his time in Congress, has shown no backbone, has shown nothing, and appears to me to have been running for president since the time of his election. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Make no doubt about that. And <laughs> I just think that that's a really sad state of affairs. He drives me nuts. He and Hillary Clinton, both of them, whose main goal in life appear to be to become president, drive me nuts. I think you should actually want to do something, not want to be something. Now, that makes it so that I've just ruled out everyone in our government. Yeah. Uh, but That's what politicians do, Gail. They're, they're like, <laughs> I know, they're, they're the two that stick out because they're the ones everyone thinks that's great. They're ones. the front runners, yeah. And I, I, just, I just wonder about people. And you, what? And Obama writes books with really stupid titles. The audacity of hope. I know. 
It's like thirteen year old writing yes, poetry. It's, it's <laughs> before someone has slapped the adjectives and adverbs out of them. That's what they're gonna it's, do. It's almost as bad as an inconvenient truth. But an inconvenient truth had a bit of a ring to it. Yeah, well, the, it, the audacity of hope. I think it's actually worse than it takes a village. See, at least that one was supposedly an African proverb. So she didn't. Clinton didn't come up with that herself. That's true. That's true. Uh, Even though, given her deep African roots, I mean, it makes some <laughs> sense. And another you know, thing is, is like I've actually I've said these things around, and people are like, "Well, you don't like the black and the women candidates." It's like, no. The thing of it is, is that. I want minorities and women to make bigger inroads, but I want them to do it so that we'll have something other than the pasty white do nothing perspective. And both of them bring the exact same and, perspective. And I like to say, uh, in Galen's defense, there are plenty of white heterosexual men who are also running that are equally as vapid and yeah. uh, uninteresting. And like Tom Vilsack, yes. governor of Iowa. Yes. <laughs> and He's the governor of Iowa. <laughs> How much more milk toast can you and, get? And, and the thing of it is, and this is probably my fault, is that I kind of don't even follow them because I take it for granted that there's this type of idiot. Yeah. These yeah. other two try to stand up as something else. Yeah. Well, I, let's just, while we're on the topic, let's run through oh, the yeah, list because yeah, the, the horse race aspect is just kind of fun. Giuliani. Uh, Giuliani. On the Republican side, we've got yeah. Giuliani forming an exploratory committee, McCain forming an exploratory committee. Sam Brown backfiled one, I believe, 12 years ago and is still, <laughs> yeah. still looking at running. It's still, it's really hard nationally. The slogan, I'm a brown backer, just doesn't go the same way it does in Western Kansas. <laughs> Working to make everyone's back browner. <laughs> but, yeah, so you have uh, – and there's a real risk that McCain and Giuliani – real risk for them. I don't really care. But <laughs> there's a real risk for them that they're going to cancel out the moderate votes that's in the true. Republican primaries. And that's just going to – leave open a big trail for religious conservatives like Brownback and like Mitt Romney, the former governor of uh, Massachusetts, to swoop in. Mitt Romney, by the way, who just purchased Clear Channel. Right. So right. There, there won't be a conflict of interest there None. when he's buying a bunch of ads. Clear Channel, who, <laughs> ban- who banned Rocket Man and Imagine after September 11th. <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> I believe put out a fatwa on the Dixie Chicks. That's right, they did. <laughs> So, okay, you got McCain, Giuliani, Romney, Romney, Brownback. Other than that, in the Republican Party, there haven't been any clear... Well, there's a vicious harassment of uh, Condoleezza Rice to run. Oh, yes. But she, she keeps saying no. Because <laughs> I'm looking forward to those push polls when she's running in the South Carolina primary. <laughs> Did you know that Condoleezza Rice was black? Yeah. Now that you know that Condoleezza Rice <laughs> yeah. is a black woman, are you still planning on voting for her? <laughs> so yeah, uh, best of luck to her. Uh, yeah, she had about as much of a hope of gaining the Republican nomination for president as Russ Feingold had for That's gaining right. the nomination for the Democratic primary. And I believe Russ Feingold realized that, and that's why he officially dropped out of running for president. Although there's more, uh, there's more Joe-mentum building. The Joe-mentum! Uh, God damn it. <laughs> and America yawned. And America <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> failed vice presidential nominee failed presidential primary nominee, failed Democratic nominee for his own damn Senate seat in Connecticut. <laughs> and won mainly from Republican votes. Yeah, yeah that he won virtually strictly from all Republicans and a handful of independents. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. Ooh. But the, the Lieberman delusion goes on. That's true. He thinks that now, you know, he's been baptized and, you know, he's, he's a maverick because he's an independent. That's right. <laughs> The party of one, <laughs> Lieberman for Connecticut. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I seriously hope that he does try it again. I would love to see him get crushed one more time. One more time. It's just so much fun just to see him get a little bit more jowlier. That's right. Just watch him. Just the sad. <laughs> Nobody likes me. Finally, finally break down and just only speak in the droopy the dog voice. <laughs> Yeah, I think we should support our president. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> Boo-hoo. <laughs> Ned Lamont took my primary victory away from me. Uh, but, yeah, God, God bless Lieberman. I hope he does run again. Um, 
<laughs> we wish him pain. That's yeah. all we're saying. <laughs> so, okay, so on the Democratic side, you had two people drop out who are considered to be, if not necessarily front runners, then at least candidates for the anti-Hillary right. and, and the nominated to sort of offer a competing view in the primary process. So you had Mark Warner, former governor of Virginia, who dropped out of running for president. You had Russ Feingold, who dropped out. And so that really right now, of the people that have clearly signaled their intention to run, that only leaves Hillary, Barack, mm-hmm. John Edwards. Who's planning on announcing very soon. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Wesley Clark. Wesley Clark. Uh, oh, and Joe Biden. Joe Biden. There's also, uh, uh, there was also rumors a couple days ago of Kerry. But I just... <laughs> And of course, <laughs> there's ongoing nonchalant statements from Gore. So yeah. I see. I would. Uh, I would actually kind of root for Gore. I'd, I'd love to see him get into that primary and just suck all of the oxygen away from Obama and Hillary. It's like Gore. Like, Gore and Kerry could have like a joke telling contest. It's true. Hey, remember when we uh, lost to Bush? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Neither one, I think, could tell a joke to save their life. And I say no. that as someone who can't tell you a joke what, to save though? their life. You but I'm what, better though? than they are. Gore did a really good job hosting Saturday Night Live. He was actually pretty funny when he hosted Saturday Night Live. I, I miss that. And I, I think he's actually... I think that's because Saturday Night Live's not funny. That's true. That's, I mean, it's still a pretty low bar to be funny on Saturday Night Live. But he, he surpassed that bar. Uh, still one I, of the funniest things I've ever seen on Saturday Night Live was, of course, uh, Steven Seagal, mainly because how unfunny he was past that they, line they, into parody and hatred they never play that episode in reruns <laughs> like they st- in fact they openly mock steven seagal for having so badly botched his hosting gig <laughs> the only other time i've seen people do like i've seen saturday night live make fun of previous or prior hosts uh was one joke about adrian brody when he won after he won the Oscar for uh, the pianist, they made fun of. Me. And he, I saw that episode, and he was just weird. <laughs> like he was, he was, he seemed to be acting in some weird off-Broadway play that was three blocks away from the Saturday Night Live studio, but he happened to be in front of the cameras. Well, he's Saturday he's Night enough Live. of a weirdo at the time; <laughs> it might have been on purpose. That's true. That's true. And then you've got to, you got to just, you know, give up and have Dan Cook back. <laughs> Oh, my crusade, my hatred against Dane Cook. I, it is shared. Continues. Yes. Until Dane Cook stops getting work, I will continue to champion the cause of murdering his career. That, yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, Al Gore. Yeah, Al Gore. He was funny on there. He was funny. And yeah. I think he would be a good candidate. I think that he has learned his lessons. And I'm not saying that he's had some sort of like major epiphany or ideological. I just think he knows how to run a campaign better. Mm-hmm. I think like he he got so badly humiliated in the 2000 elections. Yes, and, people and he, voted for the chain chimp. <laughs> the the drunk driving, cocaine abusing, black sheep, frat boy, male cheerleader beat the former vice president of the United States. <laughs> 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 but I, I think I think Gore's done a very good job of rehabilitating his image. You know, he's a vociferous anti-war candidate, which will position him diametrically against Hillary amongst the Democratic base because Hillary still hasn't really apologized for supporting the war. Hillary doesn't have anything to run on. No, no. Other than she's Hillary. She's Hillary. Yeah. Which I hope to God keeps people from voting for. Although there's like Hillary... Or 08 bumper stickers, and I just, I'm afraid they'll accidentally elect Hillary Duff, and it will be actually <laughs> possibly better for the country than if Hillary I, I still see people with Pat Buchanan for president stickers on their bumpers, so yeah. You, but, you, can't, you can't really yeah, make any judgments based on what people have on the outsides of their cars. It's true. <laughs> but okay, so Gore might be the most viable candidate against Clinton. I'm still not convinced that she's going to run. I know that everybody thinks it's a foregone conclusion, but I, I, I genuinely think that she might look at the numbers and realize that she is such a polarizing figure and not, you know, not for the good of the country or for the party, but realize that she might not be able to win and that it might be more, more of 
more pain than it's worth. I wonder because I think I think she's completely delusional. <laughs> that I could think be. I think she's in a cult of personality. Actually, I mean, even like her acceptance speech after winning you know, a couple weeks. Oh ago. yeah, yes, for basically uncontested sentence. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you voted for change <laughs> except for me. Well, that's because there wasn't an option. <laughs> Oh, sure, like, I better vote for the Republican in New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice one, Hill. Unless Giuliani's running, there's not much happening. Yeah. And Giuliani, that guy's got some issues in the Republican primary. Well, he disagrees with most of the Republican line. Yeah. And he's not... And he's got a pretty sleazy, sorted personal yeah. history. Exactly. <laughs> Not that mob ties are unrespected in politics in our time. That, I mean, that just shows organization. Exactly. <laughs> Legitimate organization. <laughs> uh, yeah. although, although the people knocking on your door to get out the vote, yeah, much more effective. Yeah, uh, you're going to vote. <laughs> you're going to vote for Rudy. <laughs> Have you voted yet? <laughs> Let me take you there. <laughs> So I, uh, a lot of people think that Giuliani is sort of the front runner right now, yeah. even ahead of McCain. But I don't know. I don't see either of them really making it out of the Republican primaries alive. McCain's lost like a lot of the center support since he caved in a lot of his straight talk express. Yeah. Derailed, shall we say. And <laughs> uh, um, Giuliani doesn't agree with him enough. So neither of them are really at full strength, you know. Yeah. I mean, you got McCain who, like, Basically, his only rationale for running is that he's the independent, he's the maverick, but he squandered all of that by being George Bush's chimp for yeah. you know the the past you know six years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then you've got Giuliani, who, as we've said, um, pro choice, pro gay marriage, pro gun control, pro gun control. Has had a mistress, has been divorced. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't see either of them getting out of the Republican primary. I see Mitt Romney probably having a pretty good chance of getting the nomination, even though he is a Mormon, and that's kind of weird to a majority. I of think the population. that's actually. Yeah, I think a lot of that. You know. <laughs> but hey, we can look forward. To America the loves the Osmonds, and they voted for the Osmonds repeatedly. It's true. Hit after hit. It's true. So yeah, I think America has an open heart. Come around. Yeah, I mean, we we had a Catholic president. It's true. <laughs> I think America, America's enlightened now. Big Love is a hit. Big Love is a good show. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. yeah. President Romney, though, I don't know. It's uh... <laughs> That does sound like sort of a 1950s Martian name, doesn't it? It does, or possibly the Desert Fox, yeah. even yeah. though he was actually a good German. <laughs> he was a good German. He was a good He actually hated Hitler and wanted him dead. <laughs> the Desert Fox? Rommel. Rommel, yeah. And had a gay brother who was known as the Desert Peach. That's right. Little known bit of uh, historical thoughts. Led to many accidental misspelling desserts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll save further arguments about the uh, presidential 08 uh, horse races for the future. But as of right now, things that don't suck. Actually, one... Oh, okay, oh. I tied in. One of the things okay, that yeah. didn't suck Segway. was Limbaugh backtracking on all yeah, the bullshit oh, he said. That was awesome. <laughs> that doesn't suck. That, that's a good, I believe his quote was, you know... Uh, I had to carry the water for a lot of people leading up to this election. I just want to say that I'm not going to carry that water anymore. Basically saying that he didn't believe anything he was saying and lied a lot to try to preserve the Republican majority. Admitted to trying to think up rationales, (laughs) which I actually think that he's such an ass that he probably did believe it all. He just suddenly realized that even... His own listeners probably voted differently from him, and now he's trying to keep up with his own. Yeah. Gen- you know. yeah. <laughs> but is there anything else other than uh, Rush Limbaugh's defection that doesn't <laughs> suck this week, Galen? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my week's been fairly busy. But one thing I did have time was like six to eight hours uh, to watch all the documentaries and commentary and the extended version of King Kong, which wow. was very nice. 
um, and is one of those things where it makes you want to get an army of highly talented people to go make movies with. <laughs> or make them for you. Yes. <laughs> you New Zealanders, <laughs> make me a giant ape picture. <laughs> Add a giant fish attack, please. <laughs> we shall save that for the DVD <laughs> It is so... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very large commitment on your part. Uh, well, I, I basically have those sort of things going while I do other stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's because right now we're in a politics doldrum. And that's I, true. As, as people might have noticed in our story, <laughs> the, the past hour. I, watching, so uh, what else is going on? Watching various politicians try to figure out what they're doing two years from now. Is <laughs> just, although there is one other thing that I think will not suck. I can't say it doesn't mm-hmm. suck I haven't seen it. And that is the new documentary, Iraq, The Most Dangerous Country, um, on Discovery Channel tonight, tomorrow, next couple days, by... Ted Koppel. Ted Koppel. Iran. Iran. I'm sorry, Iran. Yeah, not Iraq. I get... uh, I'm tired. George Bush made the same mistake. Yeah, (laughs) on purpose. But, um, uh, which appears to be a documentary that actually gets into our own country's sordid history and setting up the Middle East crises. And Koppel has been quite bravely going out in public and pointing out that we sold them weapons and the Iraqis weapons and everyone weapons and chemical weapons and overthrew their government in 54, which I love to bring up Mossadegh when I can't. Mossadegh! Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the democratic government died because we wanted oil, and, and that's an important thing to know. So it, it sounds it's a two-parter, two nights, worth checking out, I hope. And it'll help the audience with their pronunciation of Iran's president, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. That's right. And I probably still butchered that. So I need to watch the documentary. And, I, and I don't even it. try it. <laughs> I believe, I'm fairly certain it's uh, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Uh, no, I think you're right. <sighs> I, I, so. I just I, I call him Mahmoud. <laughs> <laughs> I just call him Moo. What's up, Mood? <laughs> I call him Chugs. Chugs. <laughs> <laughs> great uh, family guy skit where they're talking about the Big Bang. Uh, in the creation of the universe and how God was arm wrestling his roommate Chugs. <laughs> <laughs> Missed that one. It's awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> God loses the arm wrestling match to Chugs, his roommate, and he said, oh, you suck. Hey, watch this, and lights his own fart, and that was the big bang. God lighting his own fart and then all of creation spilling out of his anus. That uh, makes a lot of sense. And in, in the same ways. skit further on, they had a dig at the Kansas Board of Education <laughs> where they're talking about life crawling out of the ocean and evolving into man. Uh, <laughs> they stopped that and had a little uh, disclaimer and said, however, due to the state of Kansas, we're obligated to play this version of the creation story. And it just had Jeannie from I Dream of Jeannie <laughs> shaking her head and blinking and creating animals and Santa Claus <laughs> and Jesus. Actually, uh, that brings something else that doesn't suck. There is opening in 2007 a $25 million creationism museum. Yes. In Cincinnati, Ohio, and it looks awesome. Oh. Uh, there's a website for it, and I wish I had brought it with me because I totally forgot. But uh, you should just type in, like, Creation Museum into Google, and you'll find it, and you do the walkthrough. There's, uh, it lo- it's going to be more like it's like an ex-guy who used to work for Disney setting it up. Yeah. So it's all animatronic. <laughs> and uh, there's a great uh, Guardian, the Guardian yeah. UK article yeah. on it in which the, uh, this guy describes trying to have to make make uh, Adam squat in a certain position, put a sheep in the way to hide the nudity, <laughs> which brings up other questions. <laughs> but uh, also, if you, it appears to equate Tyrannosaurus Rex with original sin. So that, so there was a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the tree offering w- Eve the apple well, instead of a serpent? It, it, it incorporates dinosaurs in the museum. Apparently dinosaurs were around before the flood. And where the giants the Bible spoke of. Uh, oh, of course. But, uh, but yeah, apparently they get kicked out and are attacked by tyrannosaurs. That, that, that's what the walkthrough seems to say. Well, at least they're acknowledging dinosaurs. Well, I was just, Rather than claiming that Satan put the bones in the ground to confuse us. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, the whole, the whole you know, Augustine thinking original sin was not being able to control your penis really <laughs> it takes a well, backseat yeah, to uh, being chased uh, by when tyrannosaurs. When you have biblical figures uh, squatting behind sheep. It's true. That, uh, that does, you know, raise a few eyebrows. <laughs> that's right. 
Sorry, but that should be as awesome as those uh, uh, Christian themed haunted houses around Halloween. Yes. Oh yeah, that have like people in hell for because they got an abortion or uh, Th- those are wonderful. There black like- gang bangers like uh, raping <laughs> your white children. And, and we brought up last week the Jack Chick comment. Yeah. Oh yeah. The co- yeah. All that stuff. I it. I'm actually going to go to this museum someday. Uh, where is it? Lo- where is it going to be located? Cincinnati, again? Ohio. Hey, all right. So, uh, Good for Ohio. In, in which it is strategically within and now that 55% of the uh, American population is within a two-hour drive or something like that. See, so, that's just planning. Yeah, it is, on purpose. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it looks, now that Ken Blackwell is out of a job in Ohio, maybe he can serve on the board of directors I'm of this sure museum. I'm sure he'll elect himself, yes. <laughs> uh, but... My item that doesn't suck, and I'm, uh, and I don't care if this portrays me in the nerdiest light that <laughs> could be cast upon me, but I am inordinately excited about the imminent release of the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> well, here's the thing: you you don't control it like traditionally, right? You move your it's arms. Motion to... based. Okay. This, but what about the fat, uncoordinated kids? Are they going to lose? Are jocks going to take over video games? No, no, I don't believe so. I, I believe the fat kids, um, fat kids, you should never underestimate their speed and agility. <laughs> like if, say, you if they catch a whiff of uh, uh, Wendy's, <laughs> you know they will run surprisingly fast. It's true. It's true. They're like hippos. I just waiting. You, know, for you don't first. want to anger a hippo because they can run very fast. Well, I'm waiting for the first fat child to have a heart attack playing Nintendo tennis. <laughs> you know what? At least they'll die happy. That's true. Because I I played it a little bit. I uh, I got my hands on on a Wii <laughs> <laughs> before it was released, and uh, it is fucking fun. I I played Wii tennis, uh, and it's just like I. Got so into the experience, like I was, I was leaping up and down, like trying to like run across court. Even though you don't really control that aspect of it, you just swing the club. I even still, I was so involved with the gameplay because I had this motion sensitive controller that uh, acted as my virtual racket. <laughs> and the the guy I was playing with uh, was bumping up against filing cabinets and other <laughs> office furniture at the time. So I do envision Nintendo probably getting involved in a class action lawsuit by a bunch of angry parents whose precious lamps and vases will be destroyed in the process of enjoying uh, Nintendo's They'll new be console. spreading safety gravel <laughs> in front of the TV. Foam. Foam. Just nerf everywhere. <laughs> Just nerf up your playrooms. The kids have to play in those sumo wrestler suits. <laughs> yeah. But God, I gotta get me a Wii. <laughs> Shit. God. That's a good thing podcasting pays so much <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> i'm rolling in that podcasting <laughs> dough uh, but we need to call this episode to an end because i need to go wait in line for my wee <laughs> i hate it when you have to wait in line for a wee yeah, i know uh, the lines are always so long i'm doing my uh my wee dance exactly <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but with that, you have been listening to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture talk show. Please email us at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com. Visit our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash punditocracy and leave comments on our Lawrence.com section. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Just tell, tell your friends. <laughs> I have been Gavin along with Galen. Say goodbye. Bye bye. We're pushing through. You talk of anger.